you care. Yeah. Here she is, Andrea <laughs> K. <laughs> here I am, Andrea K. I'm already giggling. I just have such a good time with you guys here every night on the answer from six to 7 p.m., especially when I got to open the show with some good news. Yeah, I've actually got some good news for y'all tonight related to the turnkey totalitarianism, as so aptly put by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. over the weekend in in D.C. So we've got some breaking news uh, that's actually at the federal level, state level, and city level across the country on COVID. We've also got some interesting Hollywood news that actually has some uh, benefit to you. you know, y'all know I don't talk Hollywood, just talk Hollywood, right? Um, but there's actually some interesting news in regards to Hollyweird and their imagined their imagined um, influence over the country and actually some out of Hollywood who have more influence than the left wants them to have regarding COVID. So we've got that to talk about tonight. We even have an update on the chimp story, <laughs> the chimp story of the truck that broke down. So we've got lots to get into tonight. Glad to have you guys here with me. I know many of you like to watch and comment on Facebook Live. We will be back live. Yes, we will on Facebook tomorrow night uh, on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. Follow me on all the socials at Andrea K. And you can give us a ringy dingy here anytime that you would like. But make it between 6 to 7 p.m. because that's when I'm taking calls. (laughs) Don't bother to call here tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. because I'm not going to be here to say hello. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. I'm looking forward to, uh, after the first break, we've got a guest who's going to be with us. It's been a long time since she's been on the show. She was a fan favorite. And I don't know what happened because I didn't forget about my girl, Jenny Beth Martin from Tea Party Patriots. Um, but you know how it goes. Sometimes things things go and, and you, you let a little bit too much time go by before you have a really important guest like Jenny Beth Martin on. So you guys are going to want to stay tuned to hear what she has to say. And speaking of important, I got to bring in the most important veggie on the planet, and that's DJ Tater Skins. Yesterday, I met in this very room. You and I were chuckling at that chimp story yesterday. You actually get in depth. It's actually pretty darn scary. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that and whether or not people are saying this is like that movie. Um, I can never get these two actors straight. That outbreak. Yeah. It would, who is that? Not, to, not Dustin Hoffman, right? Stand by. Yeah. I, I, there's two actors that it's the guy who, is it the guy who played in Tootsie? I can never get these actors straight. So yeah, a lot of people are comparing this story to Outbreak. So we're going to share that uh, with you guys uh, a little bit later. Dustin Hoffman Dustin, and Rene Russo. And, oh Freeman. yeah. Whatever happened to Rene Russo? Um, anyway, so um, we're going to share that story with you guys a little bit later. But why don't we start with some good news for a change? Change it up. Mix it up. The uh, Labor Department has withdrawn their OSHA mandate on employers of 100 and more. Um, the quote, they, they call it the vaccine rule for large employers. But actually, according to the U.S. government and the Small Business Administration, any employer of up to 500 employees is considered a small business. So this actually was the largest federal grab on our economy, 40% of our businesses. And that's ultimately what this was about with the social mandate. This had nothing at all to do with health. Because, and think about this for a second. Let me remind you that what the plan was is that those had gotten jabbed, didn't have to, didn't have to be tested to come to work. 
even though we now know that if you the CDC has admitted that if you got the jab, you could still get it and give it. But yet, if you hadn't gotten the jab, you had to be tested in order to come to work. Even though they know and admitted that the test that they had could test positive and give a positive result up to 12 weeks after you've gotten it. So if everybody can get it and give it, why is it that this mandate involved only the unjabbed had to be tested all the time to come to work? So we knew that this was about nothing but a power grab over our economy. So this is good news. However, I will tell you guys that there are still mandates, shot mandates out there for millions of workers, 80 million of which are healthcare workers that work for the state and as well as the federal government. It's not right. In fact, it makes no sense under the law. But here's something that's interesting is that the GOP, not the entire Republican Party, of course. We know we don't have Liz Cheney behind this good move here. But let's give a shout out to Chip Roy out of Texas. He's leading an effort uh, to force Congress to strip out funding tied to any of these ma- uh, the, uh, the other mandates, which involve healthcare workers and even state workers who don't work for the federal government. But if they work for Medicaid in the state or like Medi-Cal, which has federal funding, they come under this mandate. This would also include that we also have a continued mandate under our military, federal government workers and even federal contractors. So let's say you're like family members of mine that have a construction project somewhere to to work on a federal building, even if it's outside, they've got to be jabbed. Um, So I I like what what Reverend Roy, who knows what what that character Reverend Roy is from? Anybody? Anybody? That's That's a trivia question. Call us if you know the answer to who Reverend Roy is. And, and, And here's a little bit of hint. It, 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 the hint is it has a connection to, uh, New Orleans, to NOLA, Reverend Roy. Uh, so at Representative Chip Roy out of Texas, he's, what he wants to do is, uh, get a group together, uh, to basically say, we are not going to sign any federal funding that has to do with funding these mandates. Forcing these mandates. That's the biggest win coming out of even part of the Republican Party in some time, Andrea. Well, well this is the idea. It hasn't been done yet. He says most Republicans say that vax mandates are tyrannical and foolish, but will they unite before government funding expires on February 18th 18th, to pledge not to fund enforcement of these mandates? You know, and unfortunately, I would like to say that they will. But, you know, McConnell and gang, they say, hey, we're not backing down. And then they erase that line in the sand and cross right on over. Well, we'll see. Because Roy asked, he said, will at least 10 of the 19 GOP senators who voted to punt last time now stand up for health care workers or not? We're going to the, find this out. This is their time. They can right. really shine right here. Right. I mean, they know that the constituency. And not even just the Republican Party, but there's also poll numbers out. There's some there's some expert out of Yale University, some vaccine policy expert at Yale University, who's lamenting the fact uh, that uh, the the vax campaign has been sluggish um, and under 15 percent in a lot of states even have people that have gotten the initial two shots, let alone convincing people to get the boosters. Right. And it's because, as as we talked about on last night's show was with Dr. Heider, when you've admitted that 75 percent of those dying have had the shots and have at least four comorbidities and are elderly, you're why would anybody and when you've admitted that these shots don't stop you from getting it and giving it, why are you why do you expect any Americans to be lining up to get the jab in their arms? It doesn't make sense. And we need to not be forcing people people to get these shots, as Dr. Malone said. 
on the steps. And I, 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 I forgot to, put, to have Skins pull this, this audio. He said um, that where there is risk, there must be, where there is risk, there must be choice. That is at the very heart of biomedical ethics. He said, we, we, whether it's whatever medicine you're talking about, whatever medical procedure that's out there, there is risk involved. And you as a patient and you as a parent have the right, I'm adding, I'm adding this part, you have a right to know what those risks are and be able to make an educated decision for yourself or, or for your child. And there should be no Republican who shouldn't be willing to, to go to bat for, the, for the, those that remain under the tyranny of the, this federal government to have these shots. So Representative Roy said, will at least 10 of the 19 GOP senators who voted to punt last time now stand up for healthcare workers or not? We are going to find out. In the letter, according to a report that, that he signed, he vows to press House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy and Senate, uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell on unifying the party as it, quote, must once again decide whether they will vote to fund a federal government that is enforcing tyrannical COVID-19 vax mandates on the American people. There are myriad municipalities and states that directly benefit from federal funding tied to the vax mandates. Um, He goes on to say congressional Republicans cannot continue to abdicate their Article One duties in hopes that the judicial branch will rule in favor of the American people. And that's exactly right. They've been counting on the courts along the way. Meanwhile, um, and it's and it's and but it, you know what? I wish he would take it a step further. And where is the legislation to protect the American people nationally? We've got a father who's 31 years old with a child. One on the way, 31 years old, he was at the top of the list of getting getting a kidney transplant, and he's been told by a Boston hospital that he's been taken off the transplant list because he hasn't gotten the shot. He's in the hospital right now. He doesn't have COVID. He's probably being treated by hospital workers that got the shots and have tested positive for COVID. And now the message is, we have to kill you in order to get you to agree to be saved by a shot that's not only not going to save you from COVID, but might kill you. That's what's going on in this country. Might be a perfect way to uh, segue into the Dr. Malone clip. I've actually pulled it. Yeah, let's play that real quick. And then we're going to take a break and come back with Jenny Beth Martin. These vaccines were designed for the original Wuhan strain, a different virus. Whether they made sense for protecting our elderly and frail from the original virus is irrelevant. So let's stop arguing about that. We must look forward. These vaccines do not prevent Omicron infection, viral replication, or spread to others. In our daily lives, with our friends, with our families, we all know this is true. These genetic vaccines are leaky, they have poor durability, and even if every man, woman, and child in the United States were vaccinated, These products cannot achieve herd immunity and stop COVID. They are not completely safe, and the full nature of the risks remain unknown. In contrast, the natural immunity which healthy immune systems develop after infection and recovery from COVID is long-lasting, broad, and highly protective from disease and death caused by this virus. If there is risk, there must be choice. Absolutely. If there is risk, 
there must be choice. And if they know that there's risk and it's documented on the CDC website of adverse reactions and death, and they're still not giving you a choice, what does that tell you about this U.S. government right now? And in fact, before we take a break, at a time in which they're lamenting that they're struggling to get more people to get jabbed, they decided today, is it a coincidence that on the day that OSHA announced that they're going to withdraw the force of the mandates on these workers, that the FBI, the, the Biden administration announced that they are no longer going to send shipments of monoclonal antibodies around the country because, quote, it, they don't work on the Omicron variant. Which, by the way, is not a part of any testing. These tests don't test for whether or not you've got the Omicron or whether or not you've got the Delta variant. And I know this because the friends of mine have been tested and tried to get the monoclonal antibodies and we're told we're there on such short supply, we've got to save them for the high risk people. I don't know anybody that's been tested positive for COVID recently that had any idea of whether or not they had any variant from when you look at what's going on right now, as the American people are saying it's over, we're done with this, we're moving on with our lives as they're unable to force, force everybody to get these shots. They are now taking the tact of we're going to have to increase the deaths in this country in order to try to get you to comply. That's where we're at. We're going to take a break. We come back. Jenny Beth Martin, Tea Party Patriots. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea Kay Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. A.K. Dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. No calls yet. Anybody answering my trivia question? I realize I was putting everybody on the spot. I feel like I should know this. Well, you know, I, I would think y'all would. Reverend Roy. Who remembers the character Reverend Roy? 888-344-1170. You know, we're also opening the phones up if you want to weigh in on any more important topics. <laughs> uh, like the continued turnkey totalitarianism that RFK Jr. Uh, so eloquently described. Uh, I, that's going to be my my terminology going forward. And we need to be bold it really about is. It. Absolutely true. Um, joining me now to discuss all things totalitarianism and the denials of our freedoms economically and from a national security standpoint and beyond is Jenny Beth Martin from Tea Party Patriots. It's been a long time since she's been on the Andrea K. Show, and I'm glad to have her back. Hey there, Jenny Beth Martin. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be with you. Well, um, I, I, I was actually glad that I got to start the show tonight with a bit of good news, Jenny Beth Martin, that OSHA has decided they're going to back off trying to force these mandates on employers uh, that had 100 or more employees, and they, they continue to be referred to as large employers. You and I both know that really represents small businesses in this country, 40% of um, our, uh, our, our, our marketplace. Uh, but there's still four mandates in place right now against the military, federal uh, healthcare workers, even healthcare workers at the state level who work in a program that gets federal funds, federal contractors, and 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 federal government workers. And before the break, I was talking about Representative Chip Roy, who who's got a push out that the Republican Party say we're not going to sign on anything that funds the federal government come February 18th if it includes funding uh, these mandates. Do you agree with that strategy? Um, I think it is a good strategy. I I don't know where it will go because we all have, over the years, we've watched how these 
um, battles take place, but I think it is a good strategy, and it reminds people that there are things that that Congress can do to um, to put a check on the executive branch. I I'm glad that you were able to start. By the way, I just want to say I'm so glad you were able to start the show off with some some good news. We we need this good news, and I know people in California really need that good news. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I don't know if you heard, but Gavin Newsom, well, Newsom had a, had a shot mandate involving school children. Yesterday, we've got a Democrat uh, state uh, representative here who's decided to go even worse than Mussolini and uh, have, it, have it be a law to where these COVID shots are like measles and polio and any of the other ones, and every school kid has to get these shots going forward forward, uh, which is absolute insanity because children don't get it and they don't give it. And the exploitation of children as a part of all this has just been absolutely despicable. Who would have thought that Bill Maher's under fire today? I don't know. I, you know, you don't come on to talk Hollywood. You're above Hollywood. When you Jenny start agreeing with Bill Maher. Uh, right. He had said, look, it's over. COVID is over. He said, I'm tired of living. I, I, nobody should be treated like you're a bunch of bananas and, you know, you're being scanned by a cashier as to whether or not, you know, you're you're able to walk around society. This is insane of what we're doing. And uh, I mean, I, I'm wondering how we as American citizens, because even though we get a little piece of good news with OSHA, we still got all these other at the state and local level tyranny that we're dealing with. And you started back in uh, the Tea Party movement actually started back just to deal with with um, the taxation in the Obama years. And now you're growing into so many other areas. And we need to unify as a grassroots movement across this nation and locally to try to stop the these the continuation of the tyranny because they don't want it to be over Jenny Beth Martin no they they don't want it to be over i think it is about power much more than it is about stopping the the virus and we i'm just I was at the event this weekend on on Sunday, and I actually was supposed to speak, but the permit ran out, and speakers went long, so I didn't get to. And that's fine. I I, I was near the near the end, and I know how those kind of things go with rallies. Yeah. The doctors who spoke were representing seventeen thousand MDs and PhDs, and seventeen thousand. It's more than I think that they said it's more than the FDA and the CDC and the World Health Organization has combined mm-hmm. as far as MDs and PhDs go. And they're they were talking about natural immunity and talking about the importance of of early treatment and not mandating these things for kids and the the vaccines for kids. And I think that that in some parts of the country, we are seeing a real shift in the tides. But then in some other areas, these deep, deeper blue pockets of the country or states and areas of the country, they just continue to hold on to that power as if they um, are have cle- they're cleaving to the power. They're just trying to become one with it. And it, it is not good for the people who live under those elected officials. Well, it's actually well, I look at it as though it's it's a cancer that, you know, started out in one area and it's metastasized. And maybe maybe we've gotten the, the kidneys cleared up. But now we got to deal with the fact that we've got a lung cancer over here. I'm not going to be happy until there is none of this 
at any place in America. There should be not one city, not one school, not one municipality, not one state that has any any American citizen being forced to wear a mask, being forced to get a jab, being forced to be tested in order to be to be able to go into a restaurant, do their job, go into a school, etc. This should not be acceptable anywhere. Another piece of good news is that a New York judge has struck down uh, new New York Governor Kathy Hochul's mandate and said that uh, this was ruling yesterday on Monday, who said uh, that neither the governor nor the state health commissioner had the authority to enact the mandate without the state legislature. Um, it went on to say that it is now null, void, and unenforceable. And uh, it, that's great news. But like Rev, uh, Representative Chip Roy said, the Republican Party needs to stop acting, sitting back and waiting for this to be dealt with in the courts. Um, because we, we might have a little success over here, but not over here. The Supreme Court went dumb on us and did got rid of the OSHA, said that the OSHA mandate wasn't acceptable. But then, you know, look at Dopey Kavanaugh upheld for you know healthcare workers and you know I, I I'm and I'm I'm trying to figure out how we can make sure that we route out this disease of communist COVID control over our lives nationally and expunge it all once and for all. Yeah, I, I think that we have to continue to do that and we just can't stop. I live in an area of the country where we are much, 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 much freer than than say California and I just can't I can't stop helping in working on these issues for the people in California and Chicago and and Seattle and Washington State, New York and D.C. I have seen the difference in those parts of the country versus where I live in Georgia or Florida or Texas or Arizona. And it is a difference and even South Dakota as well between night and day. It is Mm -hmm. just it is completely different. And we do have to stamp it out. The good, there is something good about this. I think that many more people in our country today appreciate our rights and our freedom much more than they did um, before 2020. And they do so, I think, in a bipartisan manner. Mm -hmm. Even people who are, are liberal and Democrats realize that this kind of control by the government infringes on freedom. Oh, absolutely. And and not and not just our freedoms, but also from an economic standpoint. I mean, look at the economic destruction. We've had entire industries completely destroyed here in California. Right. I mean, you know, rest mm-hmm. in peace, soup plantation. Right. Um, rest in, you know, yes, yes. Skin's like, One of my favorite restaurants right? of all time. You have right. no idea how much it hurts the heart. Right. I mean, I in uh, in South Bay here in San Diego County, I think at least 65 percent of all restaurants in Chula Vista and in, in, in South Bay, gone. Many of those were owned by minority minority immigrants who came here to this country legally for the American dream and had it wiped out over COVID. And so the economic destruction here, you know, the Biden administration is touting six million new jobs. There's not been one new job that was created. The only um, it, it, uh, people that are back at work are just back with jobs that they had beforehand. There's not been one new job. Um, I've got to get your take on on the inflation and what's going on here, because I think it's only going to get worse. Right. We've got five dollars a gallon of gas yeah. here. Um, it's across the country. I think it's thirty nine percent more to buy a used car. Um, you know, uh, what is the, uh, uh, what, how do we, what, how do we even deal with this? 
Um, I think that it, it, it is going to get worse before before it gets better, because I think that people are going to be asking for raises at the beginning of the year and they want a cost, they'll want a cost of living adjustment to make up for the inflation that they are experiencing. And when when they get that cost of living increase, then the companies that they work for will increase prices to make up for that. And mm-hmm. we're going to get in this dangerous spiral. Um, and so I think that it, it it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, and we're going to have to, to I, I would imagine in order for it to get better, we're going to wind up at some point with higher interest rates than what we have right now. Well, yeah. And on top of it, there's the energy connection here. Um uh, in in terms of what that did, in terms of affecting um, the price of gasoline, but also transportation and how that's affected too with COVID, right? Look at how that's affected our supply chain. Um, one of the reasons why we had clogged ports out of LA is because trucker schools were shut down and we didn't have anybody coming out and getting educated on how to drive a truck. Right now, there's this Truckers for Freedom rally where all these truckers, and now I think it's up to 500,000 people and 50,000 plus trucks are planning to descend upon Ottawa up in Canada over their shot mandates um, that stop American truckers from being able to transport goods into Canada if they haven't gotten the shot. But what and, and people are just, yay for these truckers. But what a lot of people aren't realizing, Jenny Beth Martin, is that the Department of Homeland Security now has mandated that beginning this past Saturday, January 22nd, the DHS is going to require non-U.S. citizens that enter the U.S. via land ports of entry at the U.S.-Mexico and U.S.-Canada border be fully jabbed and provide proof. Well, I don't know if you remember NAFTA, but a whole lot of stuff that we have in this country is coming from this U.S. border on trucks that are from Mexico, driven by Mexican nationals. And how is that going to affect our supply chain? I think that that we will wind up seeing um, shortages and difficulty getting getting shipments on the the shelves. I think we're going to run into even more problems. And w- why are you mandating it for truckers? They're sitting in their truck most of the time, right. and then when they're out, they're usually they may go inside briefly to to drop things off, but most of the time they're they're either in their own truck or they're outside dealing with their truck it just doesn't it doesn't make sense yeah it's a solo job by all means go get it if that's what you want you can have it but i don't think that any it it should be mandated and i think that we need to be standing up for our u.s citizens who don't want to be forced to get it in order to ship things into canada Right. I mean, have these people never seen an episode of Ice Road Truckers? I used to love that show. What happened to Ice Road Truckers? That show was absolutely brilliant. There was this one girl, 22 years old, man, out by herself on these long hauls driving over ice, you know, lakes. I mean, that's some courage. That was some courage, man. And let me tell you, it's a solo solo operation for the most part, unless they bring a dog along with them. Right. So, you know, uh, this is just more insanity. And um, is there anything you need to tell everybody about in terms of your organization and how they can get involved? Any maybe efforts y'all have going on right now? Um, I, I, everyone can get involved by going to teapartypatriots.org, teapartypatriots.org, and make sure you check out um, our action items. We change those every single week. There's a place where you can, it says take action, click through and do that. And right now we're um, trying to thank Spotify for allowing free speech so that doctors are able to, to have a dissenting opinion and, and be able to get their, their own medical opinion out. Well, speaking of Spotify, did you hear about how Neil Young 
Neil Young, who's got like five listeners now. I mean, Kurt Schlichter was so funny today. He tweeted out, I'm going to have to ask my dad who Neil Young is. So Neil Young decides that he's going to try, he's going to threaten Spotify. Look, either... Either Joe Rogan goes or I go. Joe Rogan's got like, what, 900 million <laughs> listeners on Spotify. So, yeah, shout out to Spotify. They're not, they're not backing down to that Neil Young, are they, Jenny Beth Martin? <laughs> no, they're not. And it's, it, but, but good, they're not backing down to Neil Young, but also they're standing for free speech. Yes. And that's what we, we don't all have to agree, but we shouldn't be afraid of, of there being people who disagree with us and then being able to have a place to express their, their disagreements. Absolutely. Well, thank you for what you have done going back years and continue to do uh, for America and for our freedoms. I thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. All right. Take good care. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. I haven't gotten anybody who knows who Reverend Roy is. I will tell y'all after the break if I have to. (laughs) Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Cage. I was reading this monkey story during the break. I got to wait till I... I don't know that I'm going to be able to talk about this story. We're going to save it for the end of this show. So if I get into a giggle fit, I don't know why. I mean, it's actually pretty serious. Well, okay. Should we talk about it? Let's just talk about uh, it. Okay. So like, we told you last night that this, so there, there was this accident that had like a hundred monkeys that, that some people are saying were on their way to a CDC facility, which is kind of scary in and of itself, right? Because we know Fauci with the beagles, right? So that, this woman, you know, uh, complains that um, she had an encounter with one of the monkeys and because she thought they were cats and then, you know, the officials were like, um, you know, you, we got to get you on some, some medications, right? Some antibiotics. Well, now, <laughs> the story is even more bizarre to me. You can tell your perspective on the story. This woman, her name is her, um, some, something Fallon is her name. Um, now, Michelle Fallon, she lives nearby. Um, she says, I was close to the monkeys. Uh, she says now she she had she had symptoms of pink eye and some other and other ailments. So they've given her a rabies shot, and um, she's had uh, some other symptoms as well, not feeling good. So then she says, "I was close to the monkeys. I touched the crates. I walked through their feces, so I was very close. So I called the helpline to inquire. You know, was I safe? I mean, I, excuse me for laughing, uh, uh, lady. I don't know what to tell you. You just answered your own question. Hashtag Darwin, right? I mean, uh, you know. Uh, I can't imagine being so, um, uh, so, um, dumb that I would go up to a wild animal and start touching their cages and walking through their, their waste. I mean, to me, this is the, the, you know, this is who we need to be protected. I don't, I don't, you don't need to wear a mask around me, but this is, this is the kind of person I need to be protected against, not somebody with oh, the COVID. 100%. And the fact that these, uh, she developed symptoms and the, they were on their way to the CDC. I mean, that's scary. That is scary. Now, you know, um, I, I can laugh at somebody that is that silly and, and dumb and reckless um, because it's, you know, it, it's insane to me. 
Um, but it is very serious because there was that movie called Outbreak, which starred Dustin Hoffman that was based on some monkey from some co- other country that was infected. And then it started infecting other people and it became almost like an, an Ebola outbreak. Yeah, I think it was 1997, um, if I'm remembering right. I remember watching it at the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's probable. But we're not going to see like something like this. Not well, not in today's day and age. Yeah, and, and it, wasn't a partic- it wasn't a particularly good movie because I slept through most of it. OK, that were my who's Reverend Roy? Reverend Roy Foltrig, right, from the movie The Client, he was a U.S. attorney, come out of New Orleans, right? I gave you all a hint. And I love The Client, and now I feel really bad. Well, you should. That was a great movie. I loved it. I'm not a huge fan of Susan Sarandon. Um, I thought that uh, the gal who played the mother did, she was the weak link in it. Her accent, her Southern accent was absolutely the worst. And since I come up from the South, I'm, I'm sensitive to bad Southern accents. Speaking of the South, though, here's some more. Good news coming out of this comes out of um, North Carolina. This is a Republican uh, congressman, um, William Chumley. Is he a congressman or a state representative? It's hard to tell from this article. He's introducing a bill who says that it would make it illegal to ask uh, what someone's vaccination status is. That's fabulous. This is what we need. This is the idea that would route out if you out of D.C., you make it illegal, whether it's in a school, whether it's in a place of business, whether it's at a the restaurant. Rest it falls apart. This, the, the rest of it falls apart. This is the heart of the matter. This is the heart of the matter. Um, he says the government has no place in making you or telling you, making you or telling you to take the shot or threatening your livelihood if you don't. He says South Carolina didn't want to get in this fight. It was brought to us by the federal government. Yeah, um, they are. The law would propose it, it to impose a fine or even jail time for asking somebody's vac status. See, this is what we need to flip it right. Instead of making us the criminals because we haven't subjected ourselves to the risk involved with a shot that we don't want or don't need, we make it a crime for somebody to try to force it on us. We make it. We we penalize those trying to force this on us. You want to go against my, my American rights? Well, there's going to be some time for that, right? Um, a co-sponsor of the bill is somebody's last name is Chumley, and he called the proposal a freedom and job protection issue. It's House Bill 4848. Um, and here's what it states, brief and to the point. Notwithstanding another provision of law to the contrary, any employee, officer, agent, or other representative of a public, nonprofit, or private entity who inquires about the COVID-19 vaccination status of any student, employee, member, or anyone else seeking admission on the entity's premises is guilty of a misdemeanor and upon conviction must be fined not more than $14,000 or imprisoned not more than one year or both. See, this is this flips that OSHA thing, right? Because look at, look at the, the power they were going to have by imposing fines on those that were not being the jackboots uh, the uh, the police force on behalf of the federal government. Um, it's called the Don't Ask Bill. And it said, he said that uh, this is Representative Mike Burns, another co-sponsor, who said that liberty cannot be infringed even amid the fight against COVID. This we need is, to help get traction on this. Yes, this is still America, and people should be able to choose what medication they take or not take. We are actually at a point to where not only are people being forced to be shots, but look at what they're doing. They're withholding antibody treatments, denying people treatments. They have no evidence that they don't work. But even if they didn't work, why should you not be allowed to try it? So you're on uh, you're on death's death, you know, doorstep and you can't get the treatment you need unless you do what we say. Or even before. So you know that day two, maybe if somebody gets the the monoclonal antibodies work in the sweet spot in the first oh, yeah. 72 hours. So here's an opportunity that they know. 
a treatment that they know could prevent hospitalizations and deaths, and they're denying it. Just like they are denying that Boston patient, that 31-year-old father, his kidney transplant, they're basically signing him to his death because he hasn't gotten a shot when he is sitting there with no COVID. He's already in the hospital. There's absolutely no reason besides trying to increase the death count or putting somebody in a position to between either you're going to take this jab or die. You think about that kind of tyranny. You tell me that RFK Jr. was wrong to invoke comparisons to the Holocaust when we've got this going on in the United States of America. I've heard him speak about this a couple of times, and you know what? He's not wrong. He's absolutely right. We're all being guinea pigs on shots that were not properly tested, not properly tried. It took four years. For four years, pregnant women were given thalidomide and destroyed the lives of children until they finally pulled and stopped giving that, that injection to pregnant women. I think it was an anti-nausea medication. Four years. And yet in the course of, what, nine months or a year, they're trying to force this into, into they've already forced it into pregnant women and into children. This shouldn't be happening in the United States of America. It, that's what needs to be criminalized. Not somebody's refusal to get it. We're going to take a break. We got back, when we come back, we've got uh, more to chat with you about. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. Hi friends, Marty Schneider, the retirement professor here with some exciting news. There's somebody that I want you to get to know. We're excited to announce that we've added certified financial planner and fiduciary Michael Pugsley to our Mission Valley office. More wisdom, more resources to serve you. We've talked about the three-legged retirement stool for years now. That's your pension, your personal savings, and your social security benefits. Well, for many of you, that retirement stool got a little more wobbly recently. Those defined benefits Benefit pension plans, well, they've been disappearing. And the personal savings, those actually are the weak link for many people. So this is where it becomes really important for you to understand your projected Social Security benefits, your retirement income, and the amount that you're going to need to save to get the job done for you and your family. I invite you to come in and see us and leave your checkbook home, but call 800-727-PLAN. That's 800-727-PLAN. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Stocks open lower then recover, much like yesterday, in a test of that one-day reversal. And Fed fears remain. The Treasury up four at 178, and a little tightening is expected tomorrow. But eventually, it'll return to normal. Oil prices up $2, 85.30, as the war clouds build in Europe. And it's being applauded at CNN and White House, as it also detracts from their failures. IBM up 6% as a new big blue double beats with positive guidance. And Microsoft, after the bell, beats with guidance, sales up 20% to a record $50 billion year to year. Tesla tomorrow, Apple on Thursday, Unilever will cut 1,500 management jobs and restructure. Ford stops taking orders on its sold-out low-cost Bronco. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on smart speakers and odyssey.com. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Going to um, clean up a couple of things. Um, at, last night on the show, I think I was talking to 
Lieutenant Steve Rogers, and I mentioned that there was an Afghan refugee who had been uh, arrested and convicted of raping a three-year-old. Actually, it was a sexual assault of a three-year-old. Um, not that that's any better, uh, it, in my opinion, um, but I just wanted to correct the record. What happened was, according to tort- court papers, um, this what happened was this Afghan refugee, I'm, I'm not, I don't remember who the three-year-old was, but he was um, around, I think it was around other Afghan refugee families, and he was fondling uh, the girl who was not related to him over her clothes and on her private parts. I'm reading from an article here. I want to make sure I get it get it right. Uh, according to court papers, he tried to explain through interpreters that his conduct was acceptable in his culture. Efforts to have his statements suppressed were rejected by the ju- ju- the judge because they tried to keep the American people from knowing in open court records that what we have done is import a culture that has it acceptable to assault and molest and rape little girls. We brought over here and knew that when we put 100,000 Afghans on, on planes coming over here, that many of them were adult males with, um, with young child brides being brought here with them. We basically funded human trafficking. That's how we wrapped up the 20-year war in Afghanistan. And this is why I said that, uh, and why Trump said, had tipped to him back in 2016. He said part of the reason why we have to shut down the refugee program is that it's not just a national safety safety concern here. Not, not It's not just that we don't know how many are coming here wanting to fly planes into Twin Towers. But we have a cultural issue here. And we've got to be honest about that. The culture over there does not respect children. It doesn't respect girls. It doesn't respect women. These are people over there that stone women for being raped. These are people that think that the age of nine is childbearing years, child, uh, is uh, the proper age of marriage. There are honor killings happening in this country right now. That's a part of the culture. It's a part of Sharia. Where 12-year-old girls are subject to f- uh, female genital mutilation. We can't even get the Democrat Party to, to ban that in this country. So I've corrected the record. It wasn't rape. It was assault, but it's not a whole lot better in some ways. And, you know, and where's the main skins? Have you heard this story? Anybody? Anybody talking about this? Uh, lots of networks uh, all, all day, every day. Have not heard a peep. Right. Um, speaking of correcting the record, um, Biden supposedly has apologized to Peter Ducey for calling him a stupid SOB. What a stupid son of a mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, although actually, um, I, I think this is, is, according to this article, Fox News reporter Peter Ducey confirmed that Biden called him to apologize, saying the president told him it was nothing personal. Actually, what he said reportedly, according to um, Fox News, actually today, that what he did was he called Peter Ducey and, and didn't say, I'm sorry. What he said was, hey, it's nothing personal, pal. Does that sound like an apology? Sounds like he has uh, no conviction for what he said at all. Right. Of course he didn't. He didn't. That's not an apology. If somebody if somebody does you wrong and you're going to consider that an apology. Hey, it's nothing personal, pal. And they try and spin it that. Oh, no, Biden knew the mic was on. No, he didn't. I don't know. Look, I mean, what what we matters. Well, none of what matters here is that when you see this man's behavior and how he treats people, whether professional, it's unpresidential. Well, it's it's abusive. This is now, you know, why you have why, why you have Hunter Biden. Now you know why you had Bo, who tragically died young of cancer, but was given a dishonorable discharge because he was because he was a drug addict, and he and he was a lousy uh, a, a lousy military man. I don't remember what branch he was in. Not to mention the daughter, 
whose 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 diary was found and 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 they've admitted that it was her diary in which she talked about being forced to take showers with her dad this man is an abusive creep no 80 million people didn't vote for him he was not legitimately elected into office more than obama uh yeah right but there are people that actually voted for this man there are people that voted for him in spite of the fact that he was this verbally abusive on the campaign trail to people that video after video after video of putting his hands on young girls when they're trying to shake him off so by all biden did here was show you who he is right and just reaffirm who he is Hey, thanks for being here tonight. Thank you to Jenny Beth Martin. Thanks to the listeners. We'll be back tomorrow night for Hump Day, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.